Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Uh, Kelly is out of town. This is Bob Getty and Luke Johnson joining me. We're in the Southern Bank, uh, Southern, I'm sorry, we're in the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Good show today. We're going to have Mike Frazier from Juco Weekly on the show later, and we're about to be joined by head football coach Will Hall. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for all they do for our program. And the Southern Miss Athletic Department is a great place to cater your next event, great place to take your family for dinner. And, of course, we want to thank our good friends at Southern Bank Corps for sponsoring our studio broadcast of the Super Talk Eagle Hour each and every day. Normally, we have Coach Hall on Mondays, but obviously the football team played on Tuesday night, so Coach is uh, joining us today. And I know this has been a much-anticipated show all week. Coach, uh, first of all, thanks, and uh Let's do what we normally do. Let's uh, review the game real quickly, and then we'll get to whatever it is you want to say to the fan base. And, of course, we'll have questions. So let's uh, let's go back to Tuesday night, Coach. Start offensively, then go to your defensive teams and special teams, if you will, sir. Yeah, so offensively, just not, not very good all night. Had some chances early, had some big drops in critical situations uh, that, that, that could have given us some momentum. Uh, you know, early on, on some third down conversions and some other things, had some guys open and just didn't make catches early on. Uh, you know, we just just didn't play well in really any facet of the game offensively. We'll address that moving forward in a minute. Deep. Well, let's go to special teams. Uh, we protected well on punt. We covered well on punt. We had good field goal operation. Kicking game was pretty even all night. Uh, they won it two to one in attack plays. By the way, we keep up with it. I always give y'all a report on that every week. But that was a late kickoff return by them, and then a a late uh, kind of a, uh, a a squib kick or a different type of kickoff that we didn't feel cleanly. Uh, we we did have some decent kickoff returns there at times. Our kickoff cover uh, was not great there at the end, and some of our kickoff return communication identification wasn't great. Defensively, didn't play very well either. Uh, didn't get lined up consistently. You know, we're playing a lot of guys on the back end for the first time. Uh, we were really bad tacklers back there and, uh, just didn't play, didn't play well at all back there. We had, you know, we had our three best players on defense out, Jaleel Clemens, Jalen Williams, and Jay Stanley. We should have all of them back this week. We've had a lot of injuries on defense, but that's still no excuse, you know, for the way we played in any of the three facets. So, uh, you know, not a, not a very, not a very good night. You know, to be a Golden Eagle, it was pretty, really bad. You know, and uh, you know, guys, over the over my time here, you know, I think, I think, uh, well, I know that you know the time it takes to run the offense and be the head coach, you know, has proven to be too much for me. Uh, I think we've made great strides in a lot of areas of our program. You guys know that. Y'all keep up with us off the field. This program's probably in the best situation it's been in since Coach Bauer was here. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of great things in managing the program and building the program, but our offense has been stagnant, you know, for far too long. 
Uh, and at the end of the season, man, I'm going to address that issue swiftly and urgently. And urgently. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to turn the play calling and game planning responsibilities over to Jordy Joseph and Sam Gregg for the rest of the season in hopes of creating a spark to finish the year on a high note. You know, that's going to allow me to be more involved, obviously, in the other phases of the game planning defensively and special teams. Uh, I actually did that the week of Old Dominion, and you saw we played more inspired defensively, and we played. Then we had a punt return for a touchdown in that game. So I think it's going to be great for our offense for sure, and uh, I think it's going to be great, you know, in, in the other facets of our program. I know we've got issues. That's obvious to everybody. We're addressing and evaluating every facet of our program in every way, uh, and and we are working on fixing the things we can fix right now, as well as looking at what the future is going to bring. You know, we're a team that's got 28 players right now in our program that are starting their third year or more here, which is really low because we started this roster over from scratch when we got here. Uh, we'll have 57 players next season that are in year three or more. Okay, so, you know, we're a year away from being an older football team and this roster kind of completing itself. Recruiting's going well. Y'all know that. We've recruited well since we got here. We've got a lot of young players that can play. We've got to add to it. But that's no excuse for, for where we're at. we got to be better. I certainly know that better than everybody. And like I said, we're addressing issues daily that we can fix right now. And, uh, you know, obviously at the end of the season, we're going to address some more. All right, Coach, a couple of questions, then I'm going to throw it over to Luke. I know he has questions for you as well. Uh, a, a lot of hubbub about uh, what a, was apparently a long conversation that you had after the game uh, Tuesday night uh, with Jeremy McClain down in the end zone. Uh, can you share with us, uh, or can you share, will you share with us, uh, what the crux of that conversation was? Yeah, yes, I guess me and Jeremy had that conversation. Out. No, me and him talk like that after every game. You know, whether it's on the phone or face-to-face. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm the least happy person about where we're at in the world. And, and we're just talking about issues we've got and things we've got to fix, what my plan is moving forward to fix it, what we can fix right now, and also what we can fix moving forward in the future. Uh, you know, guys, in year three, uh, we have not taken the quick route to fix this. You know, a lot of people talk about the portal. And, and and being able to flip a roster, and that is true, but the rules didn't change to where you could go to 85 to this past year. You know, Texas State signed more players this past year than we were able to sign in our first year one and two combined. You know, and this has happened at Southern Miss before. Corky Palmer's fourth year, Coach Bowers' third year, Jay Ladner's third year. And I'm not making an excuse. We should be better than what we are this year. But we built this program to last. Like I said, we've got 28 players in year three or more, we'll have 57 next year. I didn't come here to flip it and leave like everybody else does. I love this place. I'm building it to last. I am disappointed that we're not better than what we are. Like I said, my biggest disappointment is that uh, I felt with all my heart when I came here that I could run the offense and be the head coach, and I've, I've failed in that. We've, been, we've not been good enough offensively, and so for the first time in my life, I'm going to turn that over. And at the end of the year, we're going to address that moving forward. And uh, it's going to allow me to move to other phases to, to help out within the rest of the program. And, uh, you know, I think I think we can end this year on a on – a, I think it can spark us and we can end this year on a positive fashion. All right, second question for me. Uh, Holman Edwards comes in the ball game and, and plays uh, much of the game uh, Tuesday night. Uh, so where are we now with the quarterback situation moving forward? Who, who, who would you anticipate – starting the game 
uh, a week from Saturday? Well, I'm not going to say right now because I, I, I want to use that to help us versus App State. But, uh, you know, Billy, uh, first off, it's not, as, it's not all Billy's fault of where we're at. When you're the quarterback, you get a lot of the, of the heat. But uh, he was not even – and he really wasn't playing that bad. He had a guy right in the hands on the third down right in the game, early in the game, and we dropped it, you know. So uh, I just felt like we'd lost several games in a row and wanted to give Holman a chance and see if he could spark us. Uh, you know, we didn't move the ball consistently no matter who was in the game. So uh, we're still looking at a lot of things and, uh, like I said, addressing that with the week of practice coming up, moving on to App State. All right, get in here, Luke. Coach, I uh, just appreciate, again, you coming on and uh, the fact that you want to address what everybody's talking about. And I just want to affirm you, man, I, as a former player, because that's what I am first and foremost. And, you know, I think I told you at your press conference that, that day, hey, I'm not a media dude. <laughs> I'm a Southern Miss player. And so I just I want to I want to commend you for coming on and, and talking and just being straight up with us. Um, and, uh, I mean, that, that that's breaking news, and, uh, you know, for, for you to – to uh, admit those things and to say that and to get a plan going forward, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, it, it isn't Billy's fault um, in, entirely. It never is, and it never is just one player's fault when we have issues like this. Can you talk about the offensive line and possibly, you know, how they haven't played up to, to some of our expectations? You had to shuffle guys around, and it just seems as if coming in this year, you know, we this was a veteran group, an experienced group, to be able to do the things that you wanted to do on offense. Yeah, again, you know, Luke, I'm just going to go back to, you know, how you started. You know, I know you love this place. I love this place. Uh, when I got here, I wanted to be the head coach here for a long, long time, and I wanted to keep running the offense like I've done my whole life. And uh, this is a unique place that uh, requires the head coach to do a lot of things uh, outside of what not a normal place would you know, and uh, you know I'm in the community. I'm out and about with the people. I want to be one of the people here, and there's just not enough time for me to do both. So I've got to, I've got to give that offensive side up. It's held us back. I accept that responsibility, and I know that now. Uh, that was a hard decision for me because it's something that I've I've built uh, most of my career on. You know what I mean? And uh, so, but it is time. And uh, like I said, man, we've done a lot of great things. You know we've cleaned this program up, and uh, we've got a lot of really good young players moving forward. This program is stable, and uh, we're going to, we're like I said, we're going to turn it over to Jordy and Sam for the rest of this season in hopes of creating a spark. And then as soon as the season's over, we're going to address it in totality, very swiftly and urgently. So We're talking to head football coach Will Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, our conversation with Coach Breaking news in the first segment. Uh, More good conversation with Coach Hall right on the other side of this short break. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our program. Great place to buy, of course, all your Southern Miss apparel. Also want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or of course, you can tell Alexa to just play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
All right, Coach, uh, head football coach Will Hall on the show with us. Uh, we continue our conversation. Coach, we kind of talked a little bit about offense. You you let us have some breaking news there about the play calling. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball. You and I had some conversations uh, last year, both on and off the air, about how incredible the defensive line played and how the portal had really helped boost us up uh, on the line of scrimmage. You lose your defensive coordinator uh, during the offseason. I'm actually told at lunch by someone I think in the know how hard your defensive staff has been working all year. But it just, you know, it, it, we we haven't seen the, the play defensively on the line of scrimmage that we saw. And, and, uh, and of course, uh, Tuesday night uh, was, was just not a good image defensively at all. Can you put your finger on what the difference has been, Coach? Yeah, so, number one, uh, the other night, our two best D linemen didn't play. Jaleel Clemens on the edge and uh, Jalen Williams at nose guard, who are two potential, you know, all conference guys, two potential NFL guys. So they were out, which hurts you. That is the worst we've played on the D line since we've been here. We just didn't play well at all. We didn't strike. And uh, I think we did too much defensively. Uh, we got some young guys in the secondary. And uh, like I said after the game, I thought South Alabama knew we were young in the secondary, knew we had some new guys, did a lot of shifting in motion to really take advantage of that and make those guys have to make a lot of checks. Uh, we got to be simpler on defense because of our injuries and because of our youth in the secondary now. Uh, we've got to be simpler. We've got to be able to get lined up where we can play faster. Uh, you know, I think me giving up the offense is going to help bring some more juice and energy to the defense. Uh, you know, the week I was – I spent over there with them for the most part, Old Dominion. Uh, we 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 uh, we had a lot of juice that week and played good. So uh, I think you know, like I said, that's going to me getting out of the offense going to help the overall health and well being of our program a lot on game day, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And what was your message to your kids Tuesday night, Coach, after the game? Well, kids are resilient. You know, uh, number one. It's their name on the back of their jersey, and it's our name on the front of the jersey, and they're embarrassed. You know, they want to play better. They don't want to play like that, and uh, they want to do better. And so they're humiliated, and uh, they're working, and we've got to do better as coaches putting them in position. And we got to keep growing these guys. Like I just said, man, we're, uh, we're in year three of a program where we didn't inherit much, you know, I mean – when you look at it, we played with eight football players last night that played versus South Alabama three years ago. South Alabama played with 27 players the other night that played in that game versus us. So, you know, we inherited a team that didn't have a lot of, you know, for two years there wasn't a lot of recruiting from a youth and program builder. So now we're on the back end of that. We got 12 seniors. Like I said, eight of them are playing a lot. And, uh, we got 28 kids in our program that have been here three years or more. Next year, we'll be at 57. Recruiting is going great for us. You guys know that. We're going to bring in probably 15 to 25 transfers. A lot of them will be at mid-year. And uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. And this program is being built to last. You know, I mean, y'all know that. Know what we've done, you know, off the field. we got to win more games on the field, guys. Look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy in any way about where we're at. I'm very, 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 very mad. Mad's not the word, but I can't use the word uh, that I am. But uh, we've got issues to address. The things that we can address and fix immediately, we are addressing and fixing immediately. 
and the things that we've got to continue to grow in, we're going to continue to grow in, and then the things that we can address and fix at the end of the season that need to be addressed and fixed at the end of the season, we're going to address very swiftly and very urgently. Uh, just to clarify, you're, you're turning the play calling over, and at the end of the year, based on what happens the remainder of the year, we'll make determinations on additional changes that you may or may not make at the end of the season. Is that correct? Well, we're addressing and evaluating every facet of the program, Bob, in every way. You know, the things we believe in are how we've recruited and built the roster to last. We believe in that in every way. Uh, you can see that in our program. We're going to continue to do that. There's other areas of our program where we're falling short uh, that we've got to address. There's certain things we can fix immediately, and there's things we've got to wait to the end of the year to fix. As far as offense goes, I'm turning game planning and play calling responsibilities over to Jordy Joseph and Sam Gray for the rest of this season. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think it's going to create a spark for us. I really do. And, and, and have great hopes that we're going to end the year on a high note right there. All right, Luke, get back in here. Coach, um, you know, when you came in, you talked about that detailed plan, and uh, it builds off what you just said with, with the roster. I, I'm interested, and in, I think our, our fans and former players and other people, you know, what have you learned? Um, it's certainly been harder than, than what you thought, but, you know, Two and a half years in, or almost three years in, what have you learned that will, you know, allow you to, you know, adapt this plan and to uh, to, to move forward and get it executed? Well, I think the plan, you know, in one more year, we're going to be old and it's going to be good. If I had to do some things over loop, the things I would do is I would have I would have probably signed a few more older transfers going into this year. I thought I thought that that I I thought we had enough, but then we had some injuries where we didn't. Uh, I knew we were still going to be young, and I knew that if we could uh, stay healthy with, with our older guys and make it through this year, that we were going to be really built to last moving forward. But now hindsight's twenty twenty. I, you know, we probably should have taken a few more older guys transfers going into this year, and then obviously the offensive piece, Luke, is where I've where my biggest failure's been. Uh, I wanted to coach the offense. I wanted to be the head coach here. It's what I wanted to do. It's what I came here to do. I really feel like from a manager of this program and the way we have waded through all the issues we had at this program, from the academics to the culture to the character to the total depletion of a roster, I think we have managed and done this as well as anybody could have done ever. Uh, I cannot do it and be the offensive coordinator run the offense, and that's where I've let us down. We're going to move in another direction starting yesterday. We did, and – uh at the end of the year, like I said, we're evaluating everything we do. At the end of the year, we'll look at it in totality, and we're going to make a great plan moving forward. We're not as far away as it appears. Uh, we are headed in the right direction, and, uh, you know, I believe in a lot of things we're doing. There are some things we're falling short, like I've said, and uh, we're, we're fixing it at a rapid pace. Nobody can argue with what you do on the recruiting trail for sure, Coach. Uh, right now, you know, uh, consensus one or two in Sun Belt. I've seen as high as seventh uh, in in Group of Five. But we all know that uh, wins are, are, are and success is what seal those guys. And I think you know, people just wondering how do we how do we pitch? Come to Southern Miss, fix this thing, ride it out. Let's turn it around. When we're one and six right now, so from now to December and and even into the spring, you know what's your what's your pitch on the recruiting trail? 
Well, Luke, you know, again, this has happened before here. We've, you know, uh, Coach Munkin inherited a bad program and recruited really, really well and built it back up. I recruit, I came into a bad situation and we've recruited and won a bowl game in year two. We're in a situation where uh, we're going to be able to sell a lot of immediate playing time at a program that's got a rich and storied tradition for a staff that they know is going to love them and take care of them. And we're, you know, We've lost a lot of close games over the last few years. And we are a lot closer than it seems. And uh, I think we've got a lot to sell here. I think we've built great rapport with a lot of people. I think our players know we take care of them. And I think that's why you've seen us recruit well for two years. And it looks like this third class is going to melt. This is really our third class, too. Again, when I got here, yeah. y'all know we can only sign 13 players. Right. So, uh, I, you know, I feel really good about what we've recruited, what we're developing, and we got some young guys that can play. And we'll add this recruiting class to it. Next year, we'll be an older team. We're going to make the adjustments that need to be made, and we're a pretty dang good football team. But hey, man, we got a, we got we got a lot of game. We got a lot of football left this year, and that's right. what we're addressing every day. Right now is. We can make some changes with well, – there's some changes we can make immediately to start playing better immediately. And yeah. uh, that's what's on my mind right now. About 45 seconds left. Uh, I'll be in Boone next weekend. Of course, you'll be there with the Golden Eagles. What What's the schedule now with the bye week as you guys get ready for App State? So today was a normal Monday for us and for, and for me and you guys. You know, it was a normal Monday. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have – an extra day, so we're going to go ahead and get out there on the field and get ready for App State schematically. Uh, we'll give them Saturday and so we'll gain an extra day tomorrow. I'm going to give them Saturday and Sunday off. We've got a lot of guys that have got to heal up like we've talked about, and then uh, we'll be back on schedule uh, Tuesday. So we'll gain two extra days with several off days to heal up. We think a lot of our defensive players will be back, and uh, like I said, man, we're going we're gonna to get way more excitement on defense, way more juice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be over there with them freaking bringing it, and uh, and uh, we're going to play a lot better this weekend. Hey, Coach Hall, we appreciate you coming on the show each and every week. We, uh, we look forward to every week with you, and uh, let's just keep fighting. We're going to do that, man. Hey, faith with hanging on power, Luke. You know what I mean? I'm talking yeah. about mountain-moving, problem-solving faith. All it all had one thing in common: freaking holding on power. And uh, we're holding on to what we believe in, and we're changing the things we need to change, and we're going to get it done. All right, thanks, coach. coach. Thank you, Coach. Coach Will Hall, everybody, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Breaking news: This is where you come for that. If you're a Southern Miss fan, we'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank head football coach Will Hall for uh, joining us uh, in the first two segments of the show. And uh, you heard it here first. Uh, he is uh, stepping aside as the play caller and uh, is turning that responsibility over to some of the other coaches on the team. Breaking news uh, that you heard here, of course, on the Eagle Hour. This segment is sponsored by by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net, along with 4th Street Bar and Grill. We got kind of caught up in that uh, interview with Coach Hall, but want to thank Campus Bookmart for all they do. 4th Street Bar and Grill, great place, of course, 
to have lunch every day. And Campus Book Mart features Miss Kathleen. I mean, what more do you need to say? Campus Book Mart, uh, Fourth Street Bar and Grill, we appreciate everything that uh, that they do for our show. It's Thursday. Mike Frazier is the go-to guy when it comes to uh, junior college sports at Juco Weekly, a publisher and owner. And Mike, it's always a great pleasure to have you on the show. The good news is Kelly's not here today. Uh, and you did sound a little relieved when we told you that, actually. Yeah, I guess he's out there with all the pretty people in SoCal, huh? Well, yeah, he's well, he's, well, well. Yeah, he he. I asked him what what in the world are you going out there for, and he goes, "Well, Bad Bunny." I said, "Okay, I don't hear anything else." So uh, <laughs> I have no idea why he's out there, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll return. Okay, it's Thursday. That's uh, Junior College Day, of course, here in the the Great Magnolia State. What is the big game of the week, Mike Frazier? Well, you know, every game in that South Division after last week is going to be very important. But as far as um, head-to-head, you've got uh, Northeast uh, and East Mississippi going at it. That that really is a big one there um, for that North Division. I mean, those those are two teams that are battling it out. It's a three-team race now for the North that are chasing uh, two spots. You've got um, Northeast, uh, Northwest. And then you've got um, East Mississippi, so uh, that that's the big one this weekend uh, going on now. You know, so that that'll be an interesting football game. You know, how how good is North? How good is Northeast? We'll find out. Now that's a Saturday game. That'll be a matinee affair uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Northeast with really a good looking linebacker core. Uh, and, and look, East Mississippi is East Mississippi. Remember last year. They won the conference championship, finished six and three, handed Northwest their only loss of the year, but uh, Northwest still went to the national playoff because of just that one loss. So that's just a testament to how tough, how dirty, uh, how cold-hearted uh, Mississippi JUCO football is. <laughs> I have to ask you how my boys at homes are doing. Can you give me my weekly bulldog update? Absolutely, vastly improved. I mean, really do it. They do a great job, Marcus. Uh, Wood, the head coach, uh, they won last week. Not going to make the playoffs uh, this year, but man, they are they are headed in the right direction. Got to shore up that front a little bit on the defensive side. Uh, they get gashed pretty good uh, running the football, but look, they're uh, they're competitive. They're winning games, and they are on the right track. So look look for Holmes. It's, it's like we we tell folks uh, quite a bit when you look at that that pyramid of teams, you know, the chalk is Jones, Gulf coast, Northwest and East Mississippi. Then there's that second tier, the Colins, the Northeast. Well, what Holmes wants to do is get in that second tier. Sure. They want to be in the top tier, but until that's, you know, look, until I think buddy or Benji leave, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, they just get the lion's share of, of the, of the players, you know, for the most part in that North division, uh, for you know a myriad of reasons, but man, you get in that second tier that makes the alumni happy, that makes the presidents happy, and that makes the athletic directors happy. It's great for job security. Yeah. All right, we know Luke wants to talk to you about Jones. So go ahead, Luke. Well, I mean, we won the cat fight last week, Mike, and we were leaving, and we were so excited about Colin. I mean, and, and we'll talk about that game first. Colin was going in to uh, to take a thirty-five to ten lead. Then they threw back-to-back pick sixes. Jack gets his Bulldogs back in, and I think the way it went down was the starting quarterback got injured on third and goal. And um, 
The fourth down, they had to bring the backup in, and he threw an incomplete pass, and, and Colin beat Gulf Coast. And we were like, oh, this is great. And then we just realized that if Colin wins out, Jones and Gulf Coast in a few weeks is going to be the battle for, uh, for you know, you're either one, you either win the South, or for Jones' sake, or you're left behind. It was the worst thing that could have happened to the Bobcats last week. Look, that's how cold-hearted this league is. It, it's seemingly like that most years. That Jones-Golf Coast game comes down to just that. Look at last year. Uh, Golf Coast beat Jones in a crucial football game that cost Jones, uh, you know, I think the number one seed. They, they still got yeah. into the postseason, but had to go to Northwest before bowing out. Uh, yes, uh, look, though, guys, Colin, a quality football team. And, and yes, you described it perfectly, um, uh, how that game ended. However, Colin, look, they're a wild card. They're scary. Giant slayers. Look who they took down, East Mississippi, Mississippi Gulf Coast. But the irony of all this is, is Colin, for whatever reason, testament probably to the division, that's not a lot for them to win the next three games, Pearl River, East Central, and Hines. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. – it's just not that they they just for some reason you know they 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 tend to slip up you know in in a game that they would be favored in uh to go through it yes they're in the driver's seat but look if you're jones man you control your own destiny uh the issue with jones is injuries can rely on that defense now for a while but in this league man and you know this luke you just take it one week at a time you know you start counting wins and who's going to do this and you'll find yourself on the outside looking in. You know, it's just, you know, the old motto with coaches, just go 1-0 this week. If you're Jones, if you're Gulf Coast, just take care of business this week. Let's see where we're at on November 2nd. Jones uh, never pulls uh, for Pearl River. They will tonight because Colin goes there. But a, a team last week that I, all of us, I said, y'all better watch somebody going into Decatur. I said, it is tough to win in Decatur, Mississippi. And uh, the Warriors knocked off um, Northeast. They were perfect at that point. And so really, you know, uh, more than a uh, Pearl River fan, because you can't be that every week if, if you pull for the Bobcats, I've turned into an East Central fan because they got Gulf Coast tonight and then they play Colin next week. But, I mean, Jonathan Webster, man, that, that was impressive last week. Oh, terrific job. You know, they, they, he has a great pedigree. Uh, uh, been bouncing around the league as a coordinator, finally got his shot. And, look, they're making a difference. You know, total offense last week for East Central, 485 yards. I mean, when's the last time you saw that with an East Central team unless they're playing maybe Mississippi, Delta, or Oklahoma? You know, uh, they're, they're, they're making a difference. Quarterback Chris Tucker, solid. What did he go? 30, 40 for 40. What is he? 30 for 44. I think he threw for about 320, four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Devontae Causey, 18 rushes, 94 yards. Uh, you know, they had about eight guys they threw it to. Causey caught six passes, Armstrong, Howard, and Patton. So look, man, they, they're not a layup anymore. I think Jonathan has proven that. And he takes down Northeast, who was ranked uh, both in the NJCAA poll and in the uh, JUCO Weekly Top 15. So, you know, people say, well, you know, that Northeast game, they could afford to lose that game because it was a non-divisional game. Not necessarily because, just like Jones and Gulf Coast, if teams finish at a tie, it goes to that out-of-division record against the same competition. 
and see now that loss by Northeast will hurt them. So Northeast probably, you know, still can get in, but they're going to have to take down Northwest or East Mississippi. Yeah, yeah they, they still are at the top of the North at 5-1, and one, but like you said, you know, right right behind 4-2. and two. Jones not playing tonight, um, on, homecoming uh, at Summit on, uh, on Saturday. Um, but... You know, looking across this league, uh, a guy that he's, he's local here, and then he was a Southern Miss guy. I watched Ty Keys play, and he shredded Jones earlier, um, you know, earlier in the year, and and it's it's been fun to watch him. Even though it didn't work out at Southern Miss, I wanted to. I wanted a, a local Smith County kid to to really take off, but Ty Keys has just been phenomenal. Looks like a completely different quarterback um, this year for East Mississippi. Boy, how about it? No doubt. I mean, man, has he have they not missed a beat or what? Uh, on the off on the offensive side of the ball, and you know people wrote off East Mississippi early on with two losses, but you see the train wreck coming a little bit now in Mississippi. You know when the national scene, if a two loss team in Mississippi, which very well could happen now, yeah. if you have a two loss team that wins the conference, and you have a two loss team in Texas, which is very likely. You know, now you've got Snow sitting out there as an independent who's probably going to finish nine and two. You know, what does the committee do? Do they go straight division conference champions? I don't know. There's, for some reason, there's an affection towards Snow. So it is not a lot that Mississippi could get in to that national four with, uh, with a two loss, uh, you know, with a two loss team, not with Snow hanging around out there. Same thing goes for Texas. So, uh, but yeah, back to your point uh, on, on, on Ty. I mean, what a what a stud! I mean, just comes in and just hammers it, gets it done. I mean, he leaves the country uh, big time in receptions. I mean, in in passing yards. So you know, throwing for 300 yards a game. I mean, what 62 percent of his passes? You know, uh, 20 touchdowns to four picks. Man, there, there's your MVP of the conference right there. I think. Mike, you do a great job covering junior college sports. Uh, we like it a lot here in uh, Hattiesburg and Laurel, and we appreciate your input on our show each and every week. Appreciate it, guys. Have a terrific weekend. All right, Mike Frazier, everybody. Juco Weekly. What do you say we wrap up this very eventful Eagle Hour next? You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Great pro shop facilities. And, of course, uh, got that great indoor running facility. And, you know, as, as football season uh, will wind down, high school coaches, uh, just be remindful, they've got a, a laser 40 system there that, that – um, high schools can utilize and baseball players uh coaches for you know 60 yards uh sprints and and all that it's all there at D-Bat remind me what your D1. speed was again remind me one more time five two eight forty and good. that was 45 to 50 pounds ago yeah. and an so old maybe, guy i mean the whole thing maybe it's happened impressive. yeah all right soccer uh today up in boone coach mo and the lady eagles taking on the lady mountaineers southern miss in third place in the West, uh, two one and one in the conference. Appalachian State 
uh, two, one, and two in uh, the division. Volleyball on the road at Arkansas State. Arkansas State 0 and six, and so Lady Eagles got a great opportunity to get right back in the hunt. Um, they could get if they won both of these today and tomorrow, they would improve to four um, and six. Um, let's go back to uh, to spending some time with Will Hall. If you missed that, you need to go back and listen to it. Great interview with the Southern Miss head football coach, and 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 great in the sense of honesty, transparency, humility, just admitting that he doesn't have uh, you know he, he doesn't have time to uh, to to do this. The play calling is not working out. He's handing it over, and uh, Bob Getty he told us that uh, it, effective immediately, game planning, play calling will be turned over to Sam Gregg and Jordy Joseph. And at the end of the year, he will address uh, that that part of the football program immediately. So, a few things we take away: Will Hall will be the coach through this year and the end of and and for next year. Uh, that's obvious. And uh, yeah, I just I appreciate him showing up like he always does. I appreciate the candor, and I appreciate him doing something to uh, to to show that he's willing to adapt and, and change at this point. Right. And just one man's opinion, that being mine, that's the way it should be. He should be allowed to make some changes. Uh, this season's been a big disappointment to all of us. But give the man an opportunity to correct this and, and give him a little more time to see if he can. You know, This kind of goes back to what we dealt with a couple of years ago with Jay Ladner. Sometimes things don't work out exactly on schedule. And I think Jeremy McClain's very wise, and, and, and I'm not speaking for him, but you, sometimes you have to be a little more patient than the average fan who is – so quick to let's get rid of this guy, let's hire a new guy, when they really don't know if, number one, that's the best thing to do, and number two, if financially you could even do it if you wanted to. And I don't I don't think there's any, and you can correct me if you disagree, Luke, I don't think there's any sentiment within the athletic department right now to fire Will Hall. I just don't. The, the flip side of that, though, is you have to do something. Which you're, is doing. You're one in six. I, there's just no way that they're going to win five games in a row. Just prove me wrong. Just everybody, you know, out there. I hope I'm dead wrong, but it, it's going to be hard to get to three or four wins the rest of the year. I, I don't see it happening if you don't do it against Monroe. It's it's tough, but I mean, can they do it? Sure. Yeah. Any. I mean, that's why you play the football game. That's why we're not going to write. But what I'm getting at is he had to do something. He had to do something. You you know you look at 149 yards of of offense. Um, the, the Arkansas State and Texas State game, um, they had, yeah, they had 450 to 500, but you, you can't be that, that bad on offense and, and so, uh, and not change anything. And so props to, to Will Hall. There are many egos in the coaching world out there that would not do something. There's and some, there's some big egos in the coaching so world. So I am, I, I'm, I'm thankful that, that he came on. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't take back anything I said yesterday. Um, I, I think, that we that that we can be honest about things and show respect towards people. I think we can take into to livelihood the livelihoods of people that people are real people. Um, but I mean, it's it's a tough business. It it really is. But props to Coach Hall for coming on. Hey, no question about it. They have a few days off, uh, rest up a little bit. A uh, week from Saturday, they go to Appalachian State. I think you're going up there. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that's why you play. The I didn't. Games. I didn't tell you where I'm going tonight. No, where are you going tonight? Headed the Superdome. What's what's going on at the Superdome? Uh, Logan Cook and the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, are taking Thursday on Hudat tonight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Isn't it? Yeah, that's Saints right, are a two point favorite, but Trevor Penning not playing. Uh, I think Ramchek 
or Pete, one of those guys, is out. Offensive line of the Saints is beat up. Trevor Lawrence is questionable. So I may go to one of those. You know, you ever been to a Major League Baseball game and none of the guys, none of the players play. Camaro right. played tonight, Alave, right. all these guys. But, but yeah, I headed uh, to go see who that here in a little bit. Well, speaking of teams that are struggling, the Saints, you know, the Saints are struggling a bit. You know, it just happens. And, uh, what do you do, man? You just you know you just keep working and you keep, keep your nose down and you just try to do your best the next time you go out. I, don't... I have never seen Logan Cook. Never had the opportunity to see Logan Cook, who I you know coached uh, when his time at Columbia Academy. Never seen him play in person, so I'm I'm super excited. This to is see the guy that got out to uh, Jacksonville and special ordered a camouflage bay boat. Is that correct? he did? Exactly. They... Many people thought he was a game warden in the Atlantic. <laughs> Good old Darburn, Mississippi. Love Mississippi Logan. kid makes it big and gets him a camouflage bay boat. That's that's fantastic. All right, great show today. Appreciate Will Hall being on the show. Got a good show tomorrow. Austin Crowley's going to be on the show. Will East working on trying to reach out to Jordan Lee McDowell. Hopefully, I can get her on the show as well. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.